the Dort. Podcast Rich Keith. It's the Dort. Podcast Dave. It's the Dort. Podcast. Hashtag. It's the Hashtag Dort Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Dork. My name is Rich Keefe, joined as always by Davey Eyeballs. He is Rudd Von Dud, all hail the king of ginger ale. It's Ryan Davey. Davey, how are you? It's kicking it old school tonight. Feels nice. Feels like an old, an old comfy chair we used to sit in, you know? This is the fucking sweet spot, Monday at yeah. 845. Yeah. It's been taken from us, but that's all right. It's all right. We'll, we'll endeavor to persevere. That's right. And right off the rip here, too, I know a lot of people are saying, oh, I hope you guys go back to the old ways of doing uh episodes and we will so what happened was we were we've been doing recaps of the last of us immediately after and therefore we don't start until 10 o'clock on sunday night therefore mm-hmm. we've just been doing condensed episodes but once that series is over it'll it unfortunately won't be monday nights but on sunday nights we will do the traditional dork episode it's just a little bit different with the show kind of like what we did with game of thrones back in in that time but back in the day yeah. but we, we get a we get a big spring coming up oh huge oh huge spring Mm-hmm. And right, we have a huge show tonight, so let, no more grab butt, because we got to get right into what's going on right now. This week in Speaking of The Last of Us, episode six aired last night. What did you think? That was a dandy. That was good. Real that good. That was good. Um, some, some changes that we saw. I mean, we're not spoiling here, but like huh. there were some changes to the game. And then there was one scene that was literally line for line, the same as the game. Yeah. And I haven't played the game in a long time, but there are a few scenes from the game that like you remember and vividly stand out and get triggered. Yeah. And that was one of them. Like that was, that was an emotional scene in the game. It was a, a very emotional scene in the show as well. And two cameos. Two cameos in the show last night. That if you if you blinked, you missed it. Okay, I'm trying to think if I saw... the new the new horse in the stable, not Bojack, not Bojack, but the horse's name was Shimmer, and that's actually Ellie's horse in the second game. Okay, Shimmer, and there was a, the person who she gave the stink eye to in the cafeteria mm. is allegedly a person of great significance. Okay. Oh, 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 no kidding. Okay. Yes. Right. You And you only saw her for a second. Real, real quick. I know exactly what scene you're talking about, though. But yeah, yeah they made a point to point that out. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, no, I thought it was good. Pretty emotional. And this isn't giving anything away. But from the trailers, you get more Tommy, a lot more Joel and Tommy combination. And that's why yes. the name of the episode is Kin. So there's only three episodes left. It looks like they're going to take a little uh, boom to the left here for uh, sort of like a, a flashback episode next week. But an important one. Huge. Oh, huge. Absolutely. Yeah. And then uh, just two finals. So next week, we'll be back on Sunday night, and we'll sort of do a episode six and seven combo. Now, prior to The Last of Us, they had a little teaser for a new HBO show called Love and Death with uh, Elizabeth Olsen and Jesse Plemons. If this looks familiar to anybody, it should, because this is the exact based off a true story show that Jessica Beale just did last year on Hulu called Candy. It's the exact same show. How can they do this? Who is this? Is this a Friends with Benefits versus uh, No Strings Attached or the the Prestige and the Illusionist kind of thing? It's worse because it's the it's exact the same, story. same story. It's the same woman. So Jessica Beale and Elizabeth Olsen are playing the exact same character, and the Hulu cast was pretty good because Melanie Linsky 
from yep. Last of Us and Yellow Jackets. She was in it, big part. Pablo Schreiber, who you know who he is. Yeah, I know who he is, yeah. Yeah, he was in it. It was a good show. And apparently, it's a true story about uh, in the 80s, like a woman had an affair, and then there was like a murder, and then it was like a whole thing. But it's the she even has like the same kind of look. I'm like, how could they fucking green light this one if the other one already happened? If the other one already happened. It didn't like so this one's written by like David E. Kelly, right? Mm, I think so. Yeah, did it say big little eyes on it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, this is getting that treatment. It's getting the the HBO budget. Cause I don't I remember hearing good things about candy, but not a lot of people I know watched it. I watched it. It was fine. It was like it was a show that I think if you start it, you'd want to see it through the end it was good enough like mm-hmm. and uh yeah apparently it's uh well it is a true story then it's a matter of how much do you do you do that's based on the actual events but yeah i ripped through the whole thing i don't know if anybody else uh watched candy but it's not like it came out five ten years ago it came out last year <laughs> i bet the hbo was hoping you didn't notice yeah all yeah, the hbo was gonna be better for sure but like like you said how do you do this and like good conscience like how do you do this i don't even know if i can i don't even know if i can watch it you can't change the rules because you didn't like how hulu was doing it hulu was doing it fine it was a fine show it was not like one of the top 10 shows of the year but it was it was good jessica beal like we haven't seen her in a while she i thought she did a great job and now they're bringing it back and i'm watching it and as soon as they showed the two they showed like because it was a 30 second teaser and they showed elizabeth olsen and then they cut over to uh jesse plemons and i'm like this is that fucking show. This is yeah. exactly what they're doing. And uh, Plem Dog, Plem Dog. Yeah, what do you, we, don't, what are you we, don't, about, we don't body shame here. Right? Oh, God, no. But what were you going to say about Plem Dog? Bro might want to mix in a salad every once in a while. Come on. That's I'm not, I look, I'm worried. I'm That's worried. That's the definition of shaming. I know. I'm worried about the man's health. I think he might have just got stung by a thousand bees on the way to set. I think so. Possible. Or he's just drank a ton of water and hasn't. Micturated right. yet too much water yeah he's drowning himself exactly yes <laughs> this son of a bitch now we do do a little we sprinkle in a little wrestling here on the podcast and let me tell you right saturday night was wwe's elimination chamber sure free on peacock if you have if you have the cock you can watch i it do yeah so you got the network i'll tell you this right now i hope they make a dvd or blue, nobody makes DVDs. I hope they make a. There's a laser disc coming. I hope they at least put this puppy out on VHS. They should take the whole storyline of Sami Zayn and the Bloodline, which is like Roman Reigns and like the Usos and stuff. It's so good for people that aren't even watching wrestling anymore, or maybe didn't even like wrestling. You'd be in on this. I'm telling you, Sami Zayn, best wrestler of the last year plus. Long story short, he's from Montreal. He turned on Roman Reigns like a uh, at the Rumble, so like a month ago. Yeah. Then they had a little bit of a buildup, and then they had the match in Montreal. So Roman Reigns has been the champ for over 900 days, and Sami Zayn gets introduced in Montreal. Top five pops, and we tweeted out the intro at Dork Podcast. It was awesome. I live for the live crowd. That's all I care. That's yeah. the best stuff. And they went bananas for Sami Zayn, who's a great wrestler. He's great on the mic. And I wish nothing but the best for him. I love this guy. Now, and it was a hell of a match too. It was good stuff. What's more important to me in a, a, a non wrestling fan, um, the Usos are the sons of Rikishi. Yes. Correct. Yes. It's a good wrestling family. Yeah. And Roman and Reigns is their cousin. Yeah. Yeah. And then their younger brother 
he goes by the name of Solo Sokoa. So the Usos and Solo are all brothers, and then they're cousins Roman Reigns. So that was the bloodline. Who is weirdly related to Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yep. Yokozuna, they're all related. Jesus Christ. It's wild. And then Sami Zayn's character, and he's like a Canadian guy. He's like a long beard. He does not look like he fits in. No, he does not. Yeah. Don't take the book by its cover because then he went in there and he was a part of the bloodline. He started calling himself an honorary oos and they made shirts that he's an honorary oos. Like it was great. Yeah. And now they've like sort of imploded on themselves a little bit. Like one of the brothers may have like it, it's great. Like the storyline is so good. It's like one of the best things on TV. And so I'm wondering where they're gonna go from it. Cause now we got only a month or so from WrestleMania. You know, there's gonna be something big to do with that as well i might check wrestlemania out this year i might just try to catch up on some storylines and see what's what it's a two-night event they've been splitting up into two nights if i have i have peacock so it's free for the kids oh yeah oh yeah free for you free for me free for all yeah now is it true that uh uh big dog is trying to sell the joint oh yeah nine bill or something yeah we had the the rich keith show wrestling insider jason rossi was on the show to break that down that's yeah there was what six billion I don't know. I feel like that's low. Is that Six low? Billion's a shit ton. I know. How much do uh, how much do professional sports teams go for now? A lot. A lot. A lot. Billions. I feel like this yeah. this should be more than a professional sports team. Well, I think it is. I don't think all the teams are worth six billion dollars. Like no, no, NFL still. teams probably are. Yeah. Yeah, like I think Cowboys might be, and like the Yankees might be. Cowboys, Patriots, maybe. I, yeah. I am. Now Who speaking knows? of Peacock, Poker Face. Are you caught up on Poker Face? I am. What do you think? Uh, it started out hot. It's it's teeter. It's uh, plateauing a little bit for me. Same. I thought the last two episodes may have been the two weakest episodes. Yeah, this the, you talk about the race car one, right? The race car one and the Tim Meadows Ellen Barkin one were the two worst. Yeah, because I um, feel like mm. the one thing that that got me with this episode is that in theory there was no crime. Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah. You know? No, like she catches people in their lives again, but it's like this one's a little bit different. I don't know. Yeah. Th- this, I think, really benefits from not a lot of shows being on. So, like, during the week, I'm really watching Last of Us, Bad Batch, and Poker Face. It's kind of yeah. it. Oh, uh, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll make a recommendation for you once we get to that part of the show. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, one show I did, I have been watching. It's a terrible show. And... I am not uh, one to just overlook bad shows. The show You, Y-O-U, season four. Earlier this month, they released five episodes. And then early in March, they're going to release the second five. So it's a Netflix show, but they split the season in half. But it's pretty close together. I eat this shit up like a fucking pot roast because it's just junk. And it's trash. And I'm just, this season, it's a whodunit which i can't possibly like anymore i also like how they do the show it's it's mostly internal uh monologue sure so it's constantly just pen badgley just talking to himself and examining the situation they introduce you all these crazy like hateable characters it's a stupid ass show it glorifies peeper peeping toms but uh i don't know i eat it eat it up eat it up so yeah not for me but that's fine dog yeah that's fine you good you good (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it doesn't need to be for you it's you yeah. know who it's not for most people right but i'm looking forward to the uh next uh installment uh this was a movie that was out there for a little bit and we heard that they were going to be making it and then we 
saw a trailer a while ago and it has since been released that'd be winnie the pooh blood and honey winnie the pooh blood and honey do you have any interest in winnie the pooh blood and honey zero i have, I have less than zero percent interest in this movie and I, again i get i i'm a big so fan of I, the, the B movies yeah but um you you were you glitched out on me a little bit there but you um I'm a big fan of the B movies. This just looks a little too silly for me. Six percent on Rotten Tomatoes at this point. Six percent. Uh the audience fifty three percent. So that one's sort of more in the middle. And again, we know yeah. that um, you know horror movies don't typically do well critically, but they do better than that. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. Hey, Rod, guess what? <laughs> Oh shit, the overmodulated prices right theme only means one thing. That would be it's time for <laughs> should I have bought this? Brought to you by 47 Brand. Go to 47brand.com and to the promo code hashtag dork at checkout for 25% off your entire order. This is the part of the program where you, the listener, send us, the podcast hosts, an item uh, of something that you bought. It could you could have bought it yesterday, you could have bought it last year. It doesn't really matter. It just needs to be over $25, a photo and a brief description of why you bought it. And then we answer your question of should I have bought this? And if for any reason Davey and I are split on this, we will turn to the live YouTube audience to break the tie, either yay or nay, on the item. This one comes in from JT. And because we haven't done this in a while, he actually sent in two, and we're gonna do them both. We're gonna, okay. we're gonna do them both. So let's add this up here. All right. Right, what do you see there? That we should we should put caveats on this. Um, what what sh buying things? What that means? But what I have here is just a handsome little dog. The dog. Yep, it's a dog. It's a puppy. He says, "Hey, Rich and Davy, we adopted this little guy recently. He is five months old, twenty pounds. He takes soft puppy shits all over the house. I'm sure Davy knows all about that because his hands are that soft when handling the puck." It's true. It's true. His name is Quincy or Quincy, depending Quincy. I guess, on yeah. what part of the country you're from. He's super chill. He's a great companion to our eight pound Chihuahua. He says the adoption fees plus other stuff came to around blah, 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 with the shoes he's chewed up and couch he destroyed all together. He's actually cost us about blank. Should I have bought him? Now, you can't say that a dog is chill and then tell me he ruined your couch. In the next True. breath, but God True. damn it! Look at that guy. Look at him sitting look there at with him. a pup. He's, yeah, you know he's... what he's got too going for him? He's a nice fawn color. He's got that nice like deer hair color, and yeah. I tell you, he's got a great ear flop on him. Uh -huh. He does have a nice Doesn't ear he? flop. All right, do you want to take the? How much did he did he cost with the adoption fee and some of the other stuff that goes in with it? Probably. Shots. I'm going to say I'm going to say this is somewhere in the ballpark of four hundred dollars. Oh my God! Nailed it. That's the exact price. Is it the exact price? Do I win? Exact, like, what do I win? That's the exact price. I don't know. I, I wish I had a sounder for that. As somebody with taxes and fees, as somebody who has rescued two dogs, I can tell you right now, they are the best kind of dogs. And this mm -hmm. is exactly where you should get your dogs from and the exact yep. price you should pay. And I'm going to go ahead and take it a step further and say, like, I don't give a shit how much it is. We, we're in this on this This is how we do it. I agree. Congratulations to uh, JT and Quincy. He did say it cost him about fifteen hundred with the couch and everything else, but whatever. 
All right, now here's another new couch. Anyway, that couch looks nice, though. The couch, the ottoman he's sitting on, does look nice. Yeah, that must be the before picture. Yeah. All right, so this one also comes in from JT. He says, "Hey guys, my wife recently tricked me into taking out our family to a dinner that I had never heard of. It's called Amakazi. It's apparently a Japanese meal. This was the type of place that doesn't have dollar amounts on the menu. Oh boy! It's a fifteen course meal." For blank per person for the food. The drink pairing is another blank per person. And you can substitute any of the courses for an upcharge alternative. In the picture. Uh, all right, let's pop up the pictures here. Let's see. There you go. In the picture. Um, where it looks like a raw piece of steak. That's which it, tuna. Is. it looks like it's steak. Yeah. It looks like tuna. But look, think, all right. But maybe I have the wrong picture. I think that one's the steak. It was basically one bite and it cost blank. He goes, granted, it was one of the best meals of my life. And once you've had sushi at this level, you can't really go back to a regular Japanese restaurant. The full bill came to just over blank. Should we have done a <laughs> chew and screw or should I have bought this? So here are some of the other items. Okay. So if you've seen the movie Jiro Dreams of Sushi, I mean, this is what high end sushi restaurants do they basically prepare it right in front of you and just give you the sushi and you eat it kind of in one bite and there's 15 courses and this look that looks like tuna or steak there um and here's where i get i don't know how whole how old jt's kids are but i'm gonna tell you like this yeah i take my kids to the 99 or friendlies and they are pigs and shit they are so happy i'm not going to spend hundreds of dollars on like handcrafted sushi for my kids to be like i don't want this you know what i mean he didn't mention that so i'm assuming they all enjoyed their food he said it was one of the best meals of his life his life yeah well true (laughs) um so i'm gonna say looking at this right now knowing that market price for like fish and meat is ridiculously high right now Yeah. yeah um I'm going to say this again, probably like 250 bucks for everybody. Higher. No, now you're going to make it higher? Higher. $500. Right, higher than that. No, I'm out. I'm out on that. There's no way I love my kids so much. There is yeah. no goddamn way I'm spending over $100 for Do you want me to tell you? Do you want me to tell you how much it cost? I don't think I do, but I want to hear it. The full bill came to just over $2,000. Get the fuck out of here! Also a brag. JT, let's be honest. That's also a brag that you can go out there and do that. Here's what I would say. Me, this, me and my wife are very different in this regard. I, I, I enjoy food. There's certain food that I like, but I don't need to spend money on it i can find great joy in just basic ass shit i'll eat anything i'm like a garbage disposal i'll eat anything i just got me some chick-fil-a tonight yep oh that sounds amazing sounds amazing i can eat shit i used to between like high school college and actually even recently i would i would eat ramen like five times a week just like stuff it down just to fill me up and move on like i do like food but my wife like loves food and like that kind of thing She's like, as long as it's really good, she's like, that that would be worth it. But I'm like, no, for me, no. I'm just thinking about where that money could go. I don't like going out to any kind of expensive restaurants, any kind of expensive dinners. So that's just personal preference for, for me and Davey. We're a no on that. 
I and there are not a lot of times on this program where I have been uttered absolutely speechless. <laughs> this is one of those times. <laughs> yeah. I cannot imagine. No. Not only, again, you said brag, having the amount of money <laughs> to do that, but mm. like with kids. Yeah. I don't know, man. Pretty good. I can't, I can't justify. I'm glad you had that meal and I'm glad it was good. And I hope it was, it treated you well on the way out too. Same. Same. Oh yeah. That's yeah. a good point. Always worried about that on the back end. Yeah. But the uh, holy macarons. I'm <laughs> no. trying to think what's the most. Congrats on the dog though. The most expensive meal I think I've ever had. I've ever paid for. Yeah. Um, anniversary <laughs> dinner. It, it was at uh, maybe Aiden Louis or something like that, but. Yeah, it was, it was probably, in the ballpark of like three, four hundred bucks. It was the most I've spent at a restaurant. Oh yeah, yeah. It's for oh, it's way under a thousand. But it might have been one of those times where I tried to be like the hero, and I'm like, I'll pay for everybody, which doesn't happen often. But it was like no. maybe like out with my uh, wife and her sisters or something like that, and that would probably be the most would be my guess. I don't know. I I've think, also I mean, lost the game of credit card roulette. Oh, that would do it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not fucking paying it. I'm not fucking paying it. Uh, no, I, there was an issue. If, if they didn't take care of the tip, because usually when you lose that game, everyone else takes care of the tip. Right. Like that's kind of like the general rule. That's a gentleman play. I think I had something just north of $100 in my bank account, and the, <laughs> the bill came to like 80 bucks. Yeah. I had <laughs> zero money. You're like, guys, so, I literally can't pay for it. They're like, oh, ha, 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 ha. Like, like, ha, ha. I'm like, no, I'm serious. Like, do you want me to pay Yeah. A month? Please pick somebody else. I can't do it. Please don't pick me. Don't pick me. I didn't even eat anything. So I didn't, I didn't think I was going to be able to afford it. All right, well, you my, know what got me too? I was so poor at the time that everyone I went with threw credit cards and I threw a debit card. So the waitress was like, all right, whoever threw out their debit card, you're paying. How can you tell the difference? I'm an asshole. It says it on it. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> well, that's how you play. Should I have bought this? So feel free to send yours in dorkpodcast at gmail.com and we will answer the question. Should I have bought this? Hey, right. Y'all ready for biscuit? Are we skipping something? Yep. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. I'm going to skip it. I'm playing Harry Potter. I, I can't stop. It's great. It's time for Davy's video game in Even if it takes more than a minute. Of course now it's time for davy's video game minute davy what do you have i'm playing harry potter uh the harry potter game was it hogwarts legacy it's great play it y'all ready for bisque right you time ready for the topic du jour what well i'm glad you asked the topic <laughs> of the day and today it is ant-man and the wasp quantum mania it is the third ant-man film the 31st MCU movie. It's the first in phase five. It had a runtime of two hours and three minutes. There is a mid and a post credit scene. So if you haven't seen it yet, sit all the way through. Now, this is what's really jumped out over the last five days. Roddy teased old rotten tomatoes critic score of 47%, which is currently tied for the lowest MCU movie with Eternals which we know was a bag of shit and my least favorite of the entire series. It is getting an 84% by the audience. 
So we'll kind of unpack all of that as we do spoiler-free with all of our movie and TV reviews. Ryan, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. Did you like it? Um, parts of it I liked. Most of it I found underwhelming. Oh, interesting. There were aspects of it that I did like, but it was... Um, yeah, I found myself feeling all two hours and three minutes of this. Okay. Interesting. How about you? I liked it. I I liked it a, a good amount. There were a few things I had quibbles with. I think almost all of the characters I really like. And so I found myself with just like there's certain TV shows that are this way where even if it's not the best, I just like being with so many of those characters. So both the old and the new, like some of the new characters, they got a lot more screen time than they had before. I thought were really good. So I liked it. I don't think it's the greatest movie of all time or the greatest MCU movie of all time. But I I feel like the backlash critically is just people either sick of comic book movies or they're like enough is enough. Or maybe they're they're starting to feel like Marty Scorsese in them. And they're like, OK, that's it, because. They're taking it out on Ant-Man and the Wasp, and there's no way this is one of the bottom, even one of the bottom ten. I don't think MCU. No, I wouldn't say that. And I think one of the things that that help that hurts critics with this too is, and again, I'm not making excuses for this movie, but you have to watch these movies in like the in like with a wide lens. Like you have to see this with things like how it pertains to other things. When you're re you're reviewing a movie or whatever, you have to see that movie like in a vacuum. So like by itself. This movie is kind of all over the place. Now it, it's it tells stories that are going to be told. It starts stories that are going to be told down the road. Yeah. So to that regard, like I think it's very entertaining. But it's easy for me to see where critics were like, "Well, this is by itself, like on its own, it doesn't really do much." What do you think is more confusing to the layman, multiverse or quantum realm? I was more confused as to how many times in the first 45 minutes of this movie they said the word quantum. Oh, they were very quantum. It was always every it was like every yeah. other word. And it yeah. was just like, all right, all right, let's go. Like it yeah. was just – I think there's an over-explanation of this now. I think they're afraid that people are going to get confused by the word quantum because that doesn't really mean anything. But, and I think, yeah, they had a lot of stuff. Yeah. A lot of characters explaining it. And I think – we knew this was going to happen. Like as the Marvel Cinematic Universe was moving on, like as soon as you go to outer space, you're like, all right, you might lose a few people. As soon as you go to multiverse, you're going to lose a few people. You go to the quantum realm or whatever you want to say. Like it's getting a little crazier. Like us comic book fans are used to it. We've seen much wilder shit in the comics than they've shown in these movies right. so far. I still like the characters, including Kang and Kang the Conqueror as a villain is fantastic. Jonathan Majors is a stud. It's a good thing he's involved in the MCU, I think, going forward, because one of the big drop-offs post-Thanos was, all right, you don't have this big, big bad that can take on everybody. Now you do. And I think yeah. he is such a strength of the movie that I kind of weigh that against some of the, the stuff that I did have issues with, which, again, it's not a perfect movie. There's one kind of thing, which I'll get to in spoilers, that they go to a few times. I'm like, even for me, it's a bit much, but... Uh, Overall, I do think it was a a pretty strong movie. I think I think it's the best Ant Man movie, and I liked both of the other Ant Man Ant Men's. You think this is the best of the Ant Man movies? For me, it is, and I think I'm weighted one recency bias and two Kang. Okay, 
That's where I'm going. I would That's also good. say, do you have the do you have your MCU rank or at least ballpark rank for this one? This is it's in the middle. It's not it's not horrible. I would put it up there. Uh, this is Captain Marvel esque. Okay. In that realm. So you it's like the, yeah. No, that's fair. I like it more than you do. I have it. Let me. I put this in my letterbox. I have a thirteenth, and to me, most of Phase Four. I shouldn't say most of a decent amount of Phase Four and this one, which of course starts Phase Five. I think they have like a upper middle or like bottom third kind of carved out. I would put this, although below it, I think it's in the Wakanda Forever, Spider Man No Way Home maybe just ahead of like Thor love and thunder black widow. Like for me, it's right in that group. So I have a 13. If somebody told me they had it 19, fine. I don't think you could have it a whole lot higher than I have it, but that that's where I got it right now. See, for me, I would put this in the realm of like the first Thor. Oh, Jesus. Um, Multiverse yes. of madness. So you have it probably in the twenties, black widow, like I would say high teens for me. High teens. Early is it 20s. the is it the worst Ant-Man for you? No. Ant-Man 2. Ant-Man and the Wasp was probably it's better than that. Oh, okay. All right. I had to redo my rankings again, but it's it's somewhere in like low 20s mid like because I'm looking at I'm looking at all the movies right now. It's not yeah. better than um Guardians 2. It's not better than Wakanda Forever. It's not better than Doctor Strange, not better than Winter Soldier. Like it's you know what I mean? Like so there's all these movies that you know what it is? It's Shang-Chi. Okay. I see I have it above that. So what you you need to get the letterboxed app, and then that way you just have it. And then I you just can, plug it in where it goes. Yeah, just look at here we go. Here's the right on the screen here. That's yeah. all my all my movies right there. But it's like Shang-Chi was 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I don't get it. Ching Chi was good. Like there were some really good, good parts in it. Right. But there are also the, part like any Aguafina in there. Like I didn't need that. <laughs> I think top 10 Marvel is going to be tough to crack or top 10 MC movies is going to be really, really tough to crack. And again, there's 31 of these bad boys. I think the bottom six or so or five or no, the bottom five are just trash. And then that's where you start to get into your debate a little bit on on where and where it's at. So Rotten Tomatoes has the bottom five as the Incredible Hulk, Thor: The Dark World, Love and Thunder, Ant Man, uh, Quantumania, and Eternals are the bottom five according yeah, to, to me, Rotten Tomatoes. It'd be Eternals. It'd be Iron Man three. It'd be the Incredible Hulk. It'd be Iron Man two. And it'd be Thor: The Dark World. What if I told you <laughs> that Iron Man three, it yeah, doesn't on make Rotten Tomatoes received? It shouldn't. Whatever about your no, it's not. Where is it? No, <laughs> no I must have it. It's gone. No, it's no. uh, all right. By the way, 79 percent, it's too high. All right, let us know in the chat what your hashtag dork scores are for Ant Man and the Wasp Quantumania. As I ask you this, Ryan Davy, I normally we ask, is it a must see movie? But it's MCU, so of course, it's going to be a must see movie. But what is, and I can kind of get a sense based on your early description of it. What is your hashtag dork score? Three and a half. I knew it. That was my prediction for you. Yep. I'm going four and a half. Okay. If I, again, if I'm going to justify it being in the top half, I think at least half the movies are four, four and a half or higher. So I'm going to go four and a half out of Ant-Man and the Wasp. And, and we can unpack this. Maybe my score will go lower. Maybe yours will go higher as we sort of get to spoil. Anything else non- spoiler again we mentioned mid-credit post-credit 
Uh, anything else non spoiler? No. No. Spoilers! 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 Here come the spoilers! All right. So you kind of hit on it a moment ago, but did the quantum, did they make the quantum realm make sense in this? Yes. Movie? And I think what they had to do, and again, movies are seen in a vacuum, right? So I we saw this with. So um, one of my daughter's good friends and like her parents, right? Okay. So it was a, a gaggle of us. And so one of the my friend's spouse had not seen Loki. So she had no idea about really the timelines or Kang or the timelines or anything. So mm -hmm. I think a lot of the exposition was done for people like her who are like casual Marvel fans who might not have seen all the shows. Like they've seen all the movies, but not all the shows. Yeah. So she needed a little nudge. Um, but to me, it was they. It was kind of an over explanation. Like you could have yeah. just been like, the quantum realm is like a. It's a tiny universe, and like I think of it, the joke. Remember Donald Sutherland's character in Animal House when he's like, one atom in my finger could fingernail could be like an entire universe, mm -hmm. and he's like, so our universe could be like one tiny atom in the. And he's like, yeah, and he asked him to buy pot off him. But yeah. there, there's your explanation right there. That's all it is. Yeah, Boom, done. And I think like, you're right. It's it's tough to compare it to just any kind of standalone movie because obviously it's the third. It's also the 31st and the importance of like Janet Van Dyne being in there for so long and even Hank's relationship with it, Scott Lang's relationship with it, his daughter's relationship with it. Like you need to kind of understand what's going on a little bit there. I, I agree. They kind of, they don't assume that everybody has seen everything. So for the right. people who have, there's going to be a little bit of the extra stuff. One thing I feel like this was both a strength and a weakness of the quantum realm is it was very Star Wars like. Very Star Wars like. I yeah. feel like it's almost a rip off of Star Wars. On the one hand, you're like, oh, cool. I like Star Wars and I like what they're doing. And there's all these different worlds and there's like crazy technology and all these weird looking creatures. But then you're like, mm, it's also kind of a, just a rip off of Star Wars. It kind of is. And even like down to the dress, they, I, and they would call them nods, right? Just the way that at times, like, for whatever reason like hope van dyne like you saw her she has clothing underneath the suit yeah but like she put more clothing on top of the suit yeah. and it looked like very ray very like um oh, yeah, tatooine yeah. like desert goggles and all that stuff so um but i was gonna say too and in that explanation remember in being john malkovich when john malkovich goes into his own brain and yeah. everyone's john and they just keep saying malkovich 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 that was them <laughs> saying quantum well, yeah, the, the whole first 20 minutes with quantum, 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 like quantum realm. Like, I'm in the sorry, quantum realm. I'm backtracking, but uh, yeah, so they were like, and I did like the uh, what do you call it? The um, the ooze, which they could understand everybody, like after drinking the ooze. Oh, they drink Veb, yeah, Veb's, Veb. the, Veb's the guy with the holes who like, no, but they holes. kept saying, drink the ooze, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so that, I that, it, yeah, some of that stuff is good, and that is just the way they're tied up was also star wars like where at first you're like you know the ewoks kidnap everybody right. and then they end up liking them and whatever so it had a little bit of that vibe but um yeah if you get into uh each of the characters because basically the whole premise of this movie is they end up getting stuck in the quantum realm then they have to get out of the quantum realm but who do they meet in the quantum realm and the i think quantum, they meet the quantum guys they're in the quantum guys i love 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 the janet van dyne flashbacks and really anything janet van dyne michelle pfeiffer is doing i think is great i think it's one she of those carried. 
she strong the points of the movie. It reminded me different character, but the way Angela Bassett crushed it in Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, where you're like, oh, this movie's more about Shuri. It's more about uh, these other characters. Like she crushed it. And same with this movie. Like, oh, it's Ant Man, Wasp, Cassie, Kang, Janet Van Dyne dominated and because it had been kind of glossed over that she was there for 30 years right like she was gone she was missing she missed out yeah. on hope's whole life in the previous two ant-man movies they talk about it but we don't really hear anything about it she doesn't want to talk about it so she experienced a shitload while she was down there and that first scene where she meets kang is fucking great because as a viewer you're like oh this guy's bad news like this is the fucking guy this is the guy yeah. And then just him being like, oh, yeah, I crashed down here. Like, you got any help? And then she helps him out. And then she, the reason why she doesn't want to talk about it, she's like, I got this guy out of there. Like, this is my, this is, this is my, my issue. It's kind of, see, my, my thing with this whole, with the whole story that was frustrating to me is you didn't get that answer until like an hour plus into the movie. And the whole time she's being like cagey. And if it were my mother, right. And then I would be like, She's like, I'm just trying to keep you like safe and be like, we're already fucking down here. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you keeping me safe from? I'm already in danger. Like, what's the point now? Like, what's the point of like keeping this from me and like having this whole buildup when you can just be like, all right, here's the deal. Like, this is why we're here. This is who this guy is. Like, you could have explained that and not like drug dragged it out for like another hour. Drugged. Yeah. Drugged. 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 Ivan Drago it out for another hour. Yeah. Uh, the best way to maybe do this is to go through each character and sort of some of their their pivotal points in this. So let's just start with Scott Lang, mm-hmm. who is the star of the movie, but less so, I would say, than the previous two, because there's so many other characters involved here. I think he's good. Like he he does some cool stuff. Like he gets really, really big. He gets really, really small. He has the same Paul Rudd comedy that he normally does. I also really like the beginning and the end of the movie where it's just him kind of bookend, like walking through the town. And he's an yeah. author. He wrote this book and he's just like, oh, this is great. And then the ending, which again, we're in spoilers, we're jumping around. But the ending where he's like, wait a minute, where'd Ken go? Everything's fine, right? Yeah, no, yeah. it's definitely fine. <laughs> I, 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 I thought that was good. And this is like kind of like the shtick, and I I did like the 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 um, idea that you have this family of superheroes sitting around, and they're they're all kind of going at him like, well, what have you done lately? Like, what have you done other than like wrote, written a book, yeah, and like you know taking pictures like selfies with people? Like, you're not doing anything of consequence here. He's like, I saved the universe. I saved the universe. Like, and they, oh yeah, like play it again, like broken record. You know, yeah, here we go. You know, yeah, and they're like, just you. Like just you did that, you know. <laughs> just you, yeah, yeah. Um, so I I like that they kind of poked fun at that a little bit, and it's kind of like the average Joe Avenger, the guy who's like the yeah, he's on the team, but he's like everyone in the well, neighborhood knows he plays on the team, but like he doesn't get much playing time in the game. He was the happy to be there guy, like he loves Captain yeah. America, and that is still true too. Where he's like, yes. when she was like, "Well, didn't you go to the airport to fight Captain America?" He goes, "Fight with Captain America, not against it." We think I have a psycho or whatever the hell he says. Like that's that's a good line. And we also get this guy. Go and steering wheel that doesn't fry off while you're driving. We must also- protect Ruben. And by the way, he goes, his name's Ruben, and I think the character's name is Ruben, right? Makes it easy. Makes it easy, and we must protect this man at all costs. I know. Thank you, Spider Man. Thank you, Spider Man. <laughs> what is he looking for? What is he looking for, Richard? 
Mm-hmm. In his whole life, Ruben, the uh, oh, oh, that's it. Go is guy, what is wheel that does him fry off while you're driving. That's it. Get, that's all he wants. Tesla, evidently. I know. I mean, Tesla's got the same goddamn thing. But um, Hope Van Dyne. I Fine. thought she was she was probably better in it when in the Wasp. That's sort of a, more of a breakout where she was in the suit and she was doing a lot more in that movie. I thought this movie she was good, but there's there's just a lot of, a lot of people going on. Yeah, and um, the family dynamic thing is kind of odd too. Like, I don't know how together the two of them are. Not that it matters, but like, they didn't really give her much to do in this movie. Now I'm trying to think of like what her standout scene was. I mean, they all use their like coming back. Scene, coming back for Scott at the end was kind of like the yes, yep, that's a good one. Yeah, and they all use like their abilities really well. Like they can get mm-hmm. down, and it's it's a good scene where like Scott is trying to like teach Cassie is Scott's also like behind because everybody else in the family has been helping Cassie with all kinds of stuff, whether it's working on the quantum realm or whether it's her suit, like he didn't even know she had a suit. And then, so he has to play catch up in this whole thing. So yeah, hope's fine. Hope's good. Like it's good character. Um, Cassie, this is funny because I really, really liked Cassie. I think this is where, there is a little bit of a split when people get in. I thought she's a good actress. I thought she was good. I like the character very much. I think she has like a natural charisma, but and a lot of the, a lot of the critics I saw being like, Oh, she's emotionless. I'm like, I didn't really see that. I didn't see that either. I think it's, you know, being a teenager or like a young person, you know, I think that's, that kind of goes along with it. And I think that um, this is going to be a nice transition when it happens from the old yeah. guard to the new garden, when they yeah. bring, Cassie, I'm good. I'm my guess would be this is the introduction of this Cassie Lang who's going to take over mm-hmm. the the mantle of Wasp. Yeah, she Wasp or she like uh like she's was wasp. Like Stinger? There's like another one. Uh, Stinger, too. yeah. If, yeah. But maybe she, she doesn't go by wasp. wasp. Yeah. She could be a wasp. I uh she's probably a little too old. I also thought she, she could be a she could have been a good Ellie for The Last of Us. She would have been a great Ellie. She would have been yeah. a little too old for that. Yeah. I think but. for this version, yeah, she's probably she's supposed to be like 16 or so. So mm-hmm. probably a little too old, but I thought she was good. Now, one question I have is when they were falling down to their presumed deaths, when they were going into the when they got sucked into the quantum realm, she didn't hit the button to turn her suit on. And Paul Rudd had to save her. But then later on in the festivities down there, she turned she had her suit. So I'm like, did you have your suit and not turn it on? She had it, but I don't think she wanted to tell him that she had it. But she was willing to die over that? Right. I think that's the point. You pull the parachute. Right? I would have probably she, pulled the, I would probably would have pulled it earlier. But she could only go small. So like I don't know if the suit would have actually helped her. Yeah, but could she fly in the suit? I don't think so. I don't think I she know. could fly yet. All right, maybe not. So maybe she needed maybe but like needed. Hank and Hank and um Janet didn't have suits either, and they were yeah. fine. Well, they yeah. landed somewhere else, but yeah, I get it. No, that's that's true. But again, She's a she's a major point in this, and for better or for worse, it feels like all of the Marvel movies are pushing towards the whose kids will be the next Avengers, right? And some are better than others, and I don't know how I'm going to feel about that. Where in like ten years, it's just kids of superheroes. I maybe I'm going to be too old. I don't know. I I'm not there yet, and we don't have to worry about it yet. But that's all. Every every single movie is like. This is the kid, like the last Black Panther is like, yeah, you got a son. Like this guy's a kid. There's a daughter, a son, his daughter. And like, oh my God, hard to keep this <laughs> all straight. Uh, Janet Van Dyne, I would say was probably MVP or co-MVP of the whole shebang. She, with Kang. yeah, her and Kang, her and Kang yeah. were the two best, I think. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Hank Pym, kind of, kind of the worst. Yeah, he didn't do much until the end. Like he, he was just kind of dead weight until the end. And so that was the bullshit I was talking about. Like it's kind of too much with his ants. And I know it's Ant Man. I know you're going yeah. into a movie called Ant Man. But his whole thing, like talking to them like they're dogs or dolphins, and then they all have the things on. They like save the day. It's like a whole ant army. And they've made like technological advances. Like they're still ants, my man. I don't love it. And I feel like like, doozers. They look like doozers now. They do look like building shit. Yeah, I don't. And I also think Michael Douglas is also the way he plays it. It's not even like a guy having fun. It's like a guy kind of making fun of it. Yeah. And. Hank Pym in the comics is like like a huge asshole. Like him and Tony oh, yeah. Stark are like the biggest assholes. And and yeah, well, he so like, he hits Janet Van Dyne. Yeah, and he's a big drinker. Like he's right. not a he's not a good guy. He's a bad guy. But it's just like he knows his character is kind of like shit, and he just like I don't know. I didn't care for it. I think he's the worst character in the and whole. And I thing. thought it was like this lame shit. Like he would bring a little pizza and like make it a big pizza with like a drop of Pym particles. But go save eight bucks. I'm like, this is stupid. Yeah, like just, this is stupid. Get a, get a fucking real pizza. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like the the ant thing. Oh, going back to Scott Lang, what did you think of the army of Scott Lang ants? Um, wait, the Scott remember Lang we, ants. Remember when they were all like Ant Man ants, and he's like, they, he was in that area where they're like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. head when he's going to retrieve the thing, and he's like, they just like spawned like so many of them. They had the Baskin Robbins one, and then they just kept like forming them. <laughs> then he's like pushing himself up. And it was yeah, like, oh, I, I thought that was a lot of ants. A visual spectacle. Visually, that looked cool. Did you see this in 3D? I did not. Thank no, God. me neither. But somebody asked me about that. And I'm like, you know what? I don't love 3D, but this probably would have been a decent movie for that. There's probably yeah, some crazy scenes for, for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, let's get to Kang. Kang the Conqueror, I thought was so good because he plays such a range. And we'll get to post credits and end credits in a minute. But the range that he plays and where he's first sort of talking to janet van dyne and he's just like so thankful for her help and he's just like gonna do this gonna do that but then she figures out who he is and then like the way he can flip and then some of those then when he gets when the suit comes on him and he's like attacking everybody and screaming at everybody like the highs and low like he put on an acting uh performance for the for the ages uh yeah he's, he's great he lived up to the hype because again the hype was pretty high and i was talking to rye about it. i was talking to my wife about it and she said something to the effect of like well i don't remember him being like that in loki and i was uh-huh. like that's probably i said that's probably not the same one it's for sure not it's definitely not because this one's stuck yeah. he's been stuck in the quantum realm so right. if he knew so this is kang the conqueror and i think we mistakenly he mentioned so the kang and loki mentioned kang the conqueror right yes yeah, so we we mistaken we thought they were going by two names but it was basically he who remains is the loki kang Yes. So there's a million Kang variants, obviously. Mm-hmm. And this one was stuck in the quantum realm. So at first, as I'm watching it, I'm like, how can he be in the quantum realm this whole time if he's talking to Loki? And you're like, aha, he's not. He's not the same guy. So he who remains is different. Kang the Conqueror is down there. And then you see in the mid-credit, all the Kangs getting together and they're talking shit about the Conqueror and like they killed the fucking Conqueror. Yeah. But- and, and they're mad that it wasn't them. Yeah, who did? Yeah. And so, like, he's a bad guy. So well. if he, so then the thing that fucks with Paul Rudd too is he's like, at the end, he's like, well, Kang said, like, if if he got out, he could save everybody, but he needs to get out, and he's like, but he didn't get out. 
So he's like, so yeah. did I fuck this whole thing up? But is that also him just lying? Or was he a guy that was trying to keep things somewhat balanced? I think, um, no, I had nothing to do with balance. I think he's okay. just trying to save himself and his family. Yeah, because he's still, like, him. he's admitted to, we've seen him destroy whole timelines. So And it's funny because, like, they ask him, like, who's coming? Like, you don't have no idea, like, what's coming, or you don't know what's coming. And he's like, well, like, well what's coming? And he says, me. Yeah. Like, like, so he knows that there's variants out there who are trying to whole bunch. Pres- like preserve their own timelines, but that also means destroying others. He also, so is this cool. is where it's like ethically, like where, because he says something to Janet at one point when they're, she's about to leave and she's like, well, what about all those like trillions of people? And he's like, what? Well, that's how you get home. Yeah. Like, that's how you get home. Like, that's if it doesn't matter. Like, and I think, yeah. Um, we have this like so the multiverse like with this new hubble like telescope not hubble but like the new like deep space telescopes like it's funny like they if we do something around the house that like really doesn't matter the answer is like well there's millions of universes so like whatever like it's <laughs> some universe like you're not going to do it it's going to be fine in some area whatever this is so, all like, simulation right so like to me if if it means my saving my wife and kids and that means like another version of me like in another timeline some variant goes away Oh fucking well. Like I don't care. <laughs> no, I'm right. You know, I don't yeah. care. You know, yeah. so um so what I'm dealing with right here. Yeah, I'm sorry for you. you yeah. Know? And I get it that someone could do that to me very easily as well. And that's my lot. That's how insignificant we are as people. That's how it goes. Yeah. Yeah, but I thought all that uh all the Kang stuff is is good and just sort of Janet's relationship with him all along, and then what he was doing down there and him trying to get out and like who knows. Oh, I also really liked when when he found out that ant-man was like i'm an avenger and he's like have i killed you before yeah, and he's like yeah. what and he's like i've killed a bunch of avengers he's like are you like four and he's like well we get confused for each other a lot or whatever but same same body type um, so, I mean, that's another that's another whole movie that's not a movie but that's probably like a short they could make is kang the conqueror in another dimension killing other avengers like, like kang kills the like kills the yeah. avengers um what i like about that too is that you can now you've cracked that egg open. The whole world is open. Now you can do whatever you want. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we talk about like days of future pasting things. Like you could literally do whatever you want now. Uh, yeah, you can. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's why like X-Men, Deadpool, Fantastic Four, whatever. Like it's, that's why you're hearing like rumors of, you know, Robert Downey Jr. Coming back for like secret course. wars. Like they could all be back. Cause they, you, you could, it, it, there's no reason why you couldn't. I do think it lowers the stakes though, which absolutely. Yeah. Is the issue. And like, just like in multiverse of madness is one of those things where like, Oh, you finally see Patrick Stewart with this group and you see some of the, and then they just wipe them all out. And you're like, yeah, well, those aren't our guys anyway. Like, Oh, okay. But I would love to see, and I know this is a non sequitur, but I would love to see with Ironheart have Robert Downey Jr. Be like the new Jarvis, like his consciousness is in her suit. That's possible. And just yeah. do a voiceover. He just sit in a chair and do voiceover work. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Speaking of sitting in a chair I'm kind of bummed they put this in one of the trailers, but Modoc, we got live action Modoc for the first time, and a little twist on it where uh, Yellow Jacket, played by uh, or uh, or Darren Cross, was the is mm-hmm. the character from the first Ant Man. So it was a mirror villain in the first Ant Man, and then you jump. Long story short, and Kang kind of used him, formed him. And it's so jarring when he takes the helmet off and he's just like an enlarged face. It's outrageous. But what do you think With of the Modoc? baby legs? I so this was the comic relief for me. I actually thought this was 
and I love how they showed you as many ridiculous characters as they could prior to seeing Modok. Mm-hmm. Um, because it kind of like desensitized it to you. You had a guy with like a laser face. Yeah. And it, you know, you had like what's the uh a million ants? And you had like what are they what do they call this? I forget what they call it. It was like Vindicators before, Three. Vindicators, yeah. yeah. So like you had all the Vindicators down there, and then like, <laughs> oh yeah, and by the way, so it wasn't as jarring as it yeah. could have been. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought that was I'm the perfect killing machine. He's like, but I'm such a dick. It was my favorite oh. line of the whole thing. Yeah, and then Cassie's like, just been thing. a dick for so long. She's like, well, you don't have to be a dick. He's like, but I'm such a dick. You don't have to be a dick. And then when he's like, <laughs> he's like, Scott, you and I were like brothers. And he's like, what? It's like, we thank work? you for making me an Avenger. And he's like, okay, okay, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Today I went out as an Avenger. That was great. Like, uh, okay. sure. And I even I even said it out loud in the theater. I'm like, you sure did, man. You sure did, buddy. <laughs> you did. You did. But I love the little the little like uh, heartbeat. The ink just like went red. Yeah, yeah. No, Modok was uh, a surprise, and I'm telling you, Marvel has so many characters. Think about how long comics have been written, and, and just some of them, like in the shitty age of comics, like how crazy some of those characters were, like yeah. Bill Murray's character. And so you might as well, yes, uh, Lord Krylar. Yeah. So Lord Krylar comes in, but you might as well put these characters in the game, is what I say. Uh, why not? Why not? The, and again, like Krylar, Krylar, like who cares if he dies? No, right. It's a fun he, little cameo and like yeah. bye bye. Yeah. So yeah, so I he love how he was like good creep. It was wild. It was, it was <laughs> wild. And then the the Pims and Van Dynes talking about how much how they had needs over the thirty years to their oh, daughter. Yeah. I thought that was pretty good as well. Yeah. pretty good. And Bill Murray, this is also sort of Star Wars ish in a way where it's like very um uh. Fuck, what's his name? Um, God damn it. Yeah, never mind. I missed it. So they should have just had Bill Murray play himself. He basically did. He kind of did. Yeah, no, <laughs> he, he kind of did. Then Veb, of all like the side characters and all the side creatures that were there and were all a part of like the resistance or whatever they call them, Veb, <laughs> who kept asking everybody how many holes they had and yes. then he's like i don't have any holes and then all of a sudden they shot him and you're like is this guy gonna fucking die and then he's like i have holes and he starts swallowing guys <laughs> um, then if you drink, that is a great idea because if all these different creatures and aliens like it just writes that away where you're like oh they can't all understand each other it's like nope drink veb and then everybody's you're drink good some veb juice vebus yeah um voiced by david desmalchen who played one of Scott yeah. Lang's crew and played Polka Dot Man. So he's the voice of Veb. Hey, you like that? Pretty good. Guys get yeah. more. He's and like that was a, this year too. Yeah, and that was a great that was a great little cameo there. Yeah. Yeah, it was. All right, mid credit scene. This is where you get lots of Kangs, like tons of Kangs. There's all the Kangs. There seems to be three main Kangs, but they're all talking about how Kang the Conqueror died and how somebody killed him. So that's obviously jarring to them. And they're also getting pretty pissed that the heroes that we're watching on this earth are getting pretty interested and in kind of messing with the multiverse. Right. So they're like, we can't have that. So now they're going to crack down on, I would assume, Loki. I would assume Doctor Strange. Like anybody that's fucking around with this stuff. Right I, did like the, I did like the... Um... The Kang variant that looked like Kotal Khan from Mortal Kombat. Yeah. It looked like, 
<laughs> yeah. Um, and it flashed weird, one weird when, voice. when they were in the arena, he flashed to one of the like ones from like the comics that you see, I think in the infinity war run, that was like, that looked just like the, like kind of like a gray face like a, or like a scroll. It looks kind of, kind of scrollish actually. Yeah yeah. 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 All right. So good question in the chat. Do you think Kang the conqueror really died? This, this Kang, obviously there's yeah. a million Kang variants, but do you think the Kang from this movie died? I think there's a chance. There's a chance. I mean, but it doesn't, again, like I think yes, maybe, but I don't think it matters. No, I, I get your point. Yeah, like it doesn't. doesn't there's really another one matter. just like him that's going to, if not him, then there's going to be another one that's like just like him, you know? Yeah. Uh, I th- I think he probably did, but uh, okay. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll see him again. I don't know. I'm not entirely sure. Um, he did then, get crushed into that thing, right? He got crushed pretty good. Like I, I think he could go, dead. he could go down into it like Scott did. And then, yeah, you know, Baskin Robbins his way out. Did he, you catch that? Like, when the Baskin Robbins Scott Lang variant showed up and then someone, it was like very faint, but one of the other ant men went, do you have ice cream? <laughs> He's like, wait, do you have ice cream? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Which I thought was a nice little throwaway line. So yeah, basically, and as it's written in like the description of the movie, the Kang gets pulled into oblivion. So take it for what what it's worth. Either he's Boba dead. Fett can come out of the Sarlacc. You yeah, know, he can yeah, yeah. yeah. So like he's gone for now. You could bring him back. He could also be gone, or he might just be existing somewhere and he can't get back in. He might be in yet another trap, basically. Like when he gets sent to the quantum realm, it was to get rid of him. Now he might be in another version of that, potentially. Uh, then you get the post credit scene where it's Loki and Morbius, Luke Wilson, or um, I'm sorry, Owen Wilson's character from Loki in like the 1900s. And it looks like uh, they got a guy on stage and his name is Victor Timely, which is another Kang variant. And this is why I think Jonathan Major is going to crush it for whatever movies he's in. Because think about all the different versions he's already played. He, he could do whatever he wants. You're going to have some sort of sympathetic ones. You're going to have funny ones. You're going to have mean ones. You're going to have angry ones. Like the whole, you're going to run the whole gamut of, of characters to play. And this one looked pretty interesting to me. Sort of like uh, old timey. And it's so, I think what's interesting about this is like now you get a peek at what Loki season two is going to be because it's going to be them trying to track him down at the source like where he comes up with this and kind of like back to the future it where if like he doesn't exist then this whole thing doesn't exist anymore yeah or people never find out about it and he doesn't Mm -hmm. do work on it so maybe that's loki season two is like trying to stop him yeah it's problem from like doing the research Uh uh-huh yep no i like i like that and so now i'm just excited where these characters go from here i mean specifically just kang right like the the heroes are one thing like whatever scott does next whatever uh cassie does next all that stuff is great but it really just comes down to what's next for kang and i yeah and i think this is the new the next big bad when we start talking about like secret war oh, no now now the secret war fight is going to happen in what you would assume is some sort of quantum universe Oh, yeah, we're definitely dealing with that. So here's the list of the next movies. Give me a yes or no if Kang's going to be in it. And and by in it, it, mid and post credits count as well. Okay. All right, the next one up is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Absolutely. I hope so. But I wonder if they're too close together. I'll say, I'll say credits. 
I'll say post credits. He's not going to be yeah. in the movie itself, but he'll yeah. they'll be mentioned post credits. Uh, the Marvels. Yes, because yeah, that's dealing with multiversal things. He could be yeah. Captain America: New World Order. No, probably not. Thunderbolts. No. Blade. No. No. Deadpool three. Yes. Hunter has to be. Yeah. Uh, Fantastic Four. Absolutely. 100%. Because then the next two after the, those are Avengers, the Kang Dynasty, and Avengers Secret Wars. So I bet he's in, or at least referenced in half of them, because that's what they did with Thanos. Thanos not necessarily wasn't in them, but they, they would always right. kind of give you a little teaser at the end. But I feel like the, with Thunderbolts, it's going to be like Thunderbolt Ross is going to mention to somebody that they're looking into multidimensional travel. Yeah, 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 yeah. They won't mention him by name, but they'll start yeah. talking about like they want this them to start doing these things or using them for these purposes. Yep, right. I agree. This is what we're going to be dealing with a lot, uh, and like recruiting from other dimensions. Yeah, no, I'm pretty excited. Yeah. Now, do you think Scott Lang or even Cassie would they be better suited for another movie at some point, or could you put them in a TV show? I think I'm all set. I think I'm okay. all set with, all with set. them. And I think um, Avengers West Coast or yeah. Thunderbolts. I think because Cassie, isn't Cassie Lang slated to be in Thunderbolts? Oh, good question. Because uh, I think it's like. Well, Thunderbolts are more like the fucking suicide. Avengers squad. West Coast or like, yeah, but it's oh, like US agents. heads though. It's um, the new Black Widow. I keep forgetting yeah. her name. Yeah, but it's also like Red Guardian. It's all them. Yeah. She's not listed at, in anything. I'm looking at the actress. She doesn't appear to be listed as any. But there should be some sort of like Young Avengers score. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there with, will be at some point. Um, um, oh, my God. I can't, I'm having like the worst brain hey. issues right now. Um, Kate Bishop, Cassie yeah. Lang, Peter Parker, who's now a nobody, right? Oh, good point. Yeah. So, you know, you could do a Young Avengers thing. You're going to have the new Black Panther. Mm-hmm. You, you have Shuri for now. They Hulk has a kid. Yep. Remember from She Hulk? A car, yeah. So, Scar. Yeah, they, Scar. Yeah. Scar. So they got they got plenty to work with. So all right, there you go. Again, let us know what you guys thought of Ant Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. It's a three and a half for Davey. It's a four and a half for me. And uh again, we're back to the last of us coming up. But then Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three is only in what three short months or less than three months? You can yeah. a mile. So every time I every time I see that trailer, I know they try to bring the funny with it, but I get sad. I think there's going to be some tears. There's I think I think my boy's going to die. I think my boy's going down. Rocket. Yeah. I think Rocket, Drax, Star Lord. I mean, there could be a few. Everyone's on the table. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, no doubt. All right, let's get to this. Pick of the bomb. Pick of the bomb. Pick of the bomb. Pick of the all right. Normally, I would say you can uh, kick, receive, defer, or defend a goal, but I got nothing this week, so I'm just going to go to you. Oh, someone said, "What's on my shirt right now?" This is the oh. barstool shirt with the guy. The Celtics to the balls. Yeah, <laughs> it's the only pair. This is the only thing of like Celtics I own. So I'm just going to go they, they are, and go team. Just so I'm not a bandwagon guy. Like I'm, I got this last year. No. Um. No. So there is a show on Peacock. If you are not looking for it, you might miss it. The name of the show is Paul T. Goldman. I need all of you to stop whatever you're doing. It's a mini series. It's six episodes. I need you to watch all of them immediately. 
this guy, Goldman? I will. See, I just want you. I don't even read the synopsis because oh. the synopsis doesn't make any sense. Okay. Um, it's pitched as an American true crime documentary mini miniseries okay. revolving around Paul T. Goldman, who uncovers fraud and deception caused by his ex-wife. That's all you need to know. Okay. And this it. is I'll like. I know this might sound like hyperbole, but this is like Tiger King level good. Is it like true, or is it is he it's, an actor? So I, that's that's I'm okay, not right, saying anything else. You just have to you just have to watch it. All right, Paul. This guy okay. is dynamite television. All right, I'm looking for something else, so I will watch. It. Watch Paul T. Goldman and let me know. You got to stick with it all the way though. Six episodes. It's, like, it. it's six episodes, and they're like they're ranging from like thirty minutes to like an hour. Like they're they're kind okay. of all over the place. All right, but um, it's one I'll of those it. shows where like at the end of every episode, you're like, wait, what the fuck? Like what? <laughs> like what? Like what? you know what I mean? Like remember Tiger yeah. King? You were like that. You're like, hold yeah. on. Like yeah. so, they're fighting over these cats, and this woman killed her husband. Hang on. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah, yeah. like that part. So it's like one of those. Like it keeps oh, you yeah. guessing the entire time, and like right. what's true and what isn't is very much on the table. All right, so. Check that out, Paul T. Goldman. I watched the whole thing, loved it. So right. let me know what I'll, you think. I'll watch it. I'll, yeah. I'll try to have it done by uh, by next week. Speaking of next week's episode, will be Sunday night, ballpark ten o'clock for The Last of Us, uh, and we'll do episode six and seven. So uh, we'll do last night's episode in depth and the upcoming episode as well. So uh, we'll talk to you guys then. You can uh, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Pods or wherever you get your podcast. Hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Dork Podcast. And you can email us anytime, dorkpodcast at gmail.com. Davey, you don't give a shit about anything, do you? What'd you say? I said you don't give a shit about anything, do you? Not really. <laughs> <laughs>